Everybody, what is going on? Hope you're all having a fantastic week or the start of your week or whenever the hell you listen to this. I just hope it's been awesome. Uh, today, we're going to be running through the small things. I suppose you've seen the title, you know exactly what it is. But one of the things that I just wanted to run through was, particularly because it seems to be a... Hmm, how do I say it? It seems to be sort of like a theme of the week type of deal where a lot of the clients and people that I'm speaking to, they seem to be focusing on these small things in a negative aspect, and I'm guilty of it as well. But I always find it weird that we let one little thing derail us for an entire week, and why? Like, there's no logic behind it. There's no actual reasoning behind it. It's like one of those things where you listen to a sad... Like, when you're sad, you listen to a sad song. So... I think I've just always found it interesting for the fact that when you do, when you are sad and you listen to a sad song, that actually makes us happier because you want to be able to feel those emotions. You want to be able to cry. You want to be able to move through it. And then what happens when you cry? The brain releases a bunch of chemicals that makes you feel happy. So I suppose feeling bad in the moment makes sense. I suppose chemically, if we're going to say that, let's just go chemically and emotionally. So reinforcing the sad, like one little thing happens. Let's just say we go over the calories for the day or we eat something that's not exactly on our diet plan, so to speak. As soon as that happens, we feel like shit and we go, oh, fuck it. Let's just, you know, keep doing it. Let's just go all in. Because I suppose subconsciously there's that thing of, well, I've already screwed up here. Like I feel bad about this thing. So I'm going to make this thing feel better by doing the sad thing. I'm already sad, so I'm going to listen to a sad song. Because after that, then I'll start to feel better. When it comes to weight loss, though, that doesn't exactly work, as we've all figured out by now. Little drink break. So, one of the things that I want to talk about is how we can have that massive perspective shift while we're actually dealing with shit that, you know, while staying on track, essentially. And I know I've just put out a podcast about how you can never really be on track because you're the horse or getting back on the horse. But anyway, we're going to use that analogy because I know that it is universally used and people know what I'm talking about. So when we have that shit experience of going over our calories or doing whatever, we let one little thing dictate the entirety of that day, which then influences the day after that, which then influences the day after that. And it is a chain knock-on effect for essentially the rest of the week. So we let this one little thing get in our way and then that becomes a knock-on effect for, oh my God, the entire week is fucked. That's why on a Saturday night or most likely on a Sunday afternoon, you're like, right, this is it. Monday is coming. I'm going to get back on track. And the thing that really fucks me about that Monday mentality of like, right, fresh start. Here we go. Monday is going to be the day I get my shit together almost every single week. But Monday's the day I'm going to get my shit together and I'm going to meal plan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. This is awesome. The thing that gets me about that is that most of those thoughts typically come on a fucking Thursday afternoon where they're like, oh, I had a hump day, something. Oh my God, I went to happy hour and I did this. Ah, oh, well, I can get started in four days time. No biggie. So you're spending more time acting like shit because you've had one little instance of, oh no. And then you go, oh, it needs to be a fresh start. It needs to be a clean cut Monday, 9am, 6am or whatever the fuck it is. Well, be honest, if you've got, if you've got the Monday mentality, it's not going to be Monday, 6am then, is it? Uh, but one little thing derails us. And why? There's no actual logic behind it. There's no reasoning behind it. There's not a whole lot as to if that one thing went wrong, acting 
is on this massive emotional response in the negative aspect, he's going to do fuck all for us. It's going to do nothing for us. And whenever we act on those negative emotions, obviously, from its very name, we're going to get negative things from it. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for us to be leaning into the negative emotions unless we know how to cope with them. We know how to use them to our advantage. And not a lot of people out there do. They just go, one little thing, oh my god, I've completely fucked up. Well, I'm going to lean into that for the next three days and then I'll start again on Monday. Again, one little thing comes up. Oh my god, that happened on a Tuesday. Well, I can't get on with the rest of the week because now it's not perfect. Now it's messy. And then that seems to ruin people more often than not. But imagine how different our lives would be if instead of focusing on these small things in a negative aspect and letting that ruin the entire week, how different would your life be if you looked at the small things and had that exact same emotional response in the positive? One little negative thing goes wrong. That's not even negative, but it's just our perception of the negative. We have something that's not on our meal plan. We stray from the path. It's not perfect. Oh my God, fucking Pompeii all over again fire raining from the skies because we've eaten a fucking donut and we went over our calories by 178. Oh my God, fucking end of the world. But that one little negative thing ruins the entire week because we take a massive emotional response in the negative aspect. This situation has happened. We have tied negative emotions to it and we're going to act on those negative emotions. But how fucking different would your life be if one little tiny positive thing went correct and you took a massive emotional response in the positive. Just think about how different your life would be. If instead of focusing on the negative every fucking day, and you woke up and you went, you know what, I can actually get out of bed. You know what, thank God I've got an electric blanket, I can turn that on before I go to bed. Uh, cool, there's a cafe that serves healthy food near me. Could have been worse. Oh my God, my family's still alive. Fantastic. And I know that's leaning into like the whole gratitude type of thing, but the amount of times that people have gotten completely derailed and wasted thousands of dollars of coaching or months of their time or weeks of their time leaning into that negative aspect of maybe it's just not in the stars for me. Maybe I'm destined to be like this. Maybe this and this and this. And I know that there's a whole bunch of extenuating circumstances that lead people to get to that because it's not just this one instance where people are like, nope, that's it. It's usually like years and years and years of a built up effect that obviously gets them to that point. But if we keep focusing on the negatives, we're always going to get the negatives because we're looking for them. But if we keep looking at the positives for what they are, which is a fucking positive thing, it's a good thing to happen, well then, we're going to win every single day. Imagine how fucking easy your life would be if you focused on the positives. And if one bad thing happened, shift your perspective around that so it's not a negative thing, it's a positive thing. We don't know if it's going to be negative. All the negative shit that happened to me in my life going through it, yeah, it was negative. It was fucking terrible. I hated it. But looking back on it now, if I didn't have any of those negative experiences, I wouldn't be fucking amazing at my job. I wouldn't be able to tell people, oh yeah, cool, perfectionism is a defense mechanism, so that's why you're not doing anything, because of A, B, and C reasons. Okay, cool. Anxiety, fantastic. I can fucking help you get through that. I can help you get through depression. I can help you lose weight. I can do this and this and this. I can do a fuckload of things because of all the negative aspects that I've had in my life and I've had to work through them. So because I've had to work through them, it has led to a massive positive effect. I didn't just go, oh no, I don't know how to go to the gym because I have anxiety. No, I fucking learned to work through it. Oh no, 
I don't know how to do this thing or like my client is always asking about nutrition. Oh, well, suppose I'll just be a personal trainer forever. No, I upskilled in it. Every time there has been something negative that has happened to me or a, a quote unquote bad instance of like, this is why you shouldn't be a personal trainer. This is why you can't get people results. It could have been a good reason for me to be like, you know what? This is reasonable for me to assume that I'm bad at my job because I can't do this, which is outside my scope anyway, as a basic personal trainer of, hey, do you do meal plans? No. If you're asking a personal trainer for a meal plan, don't. Ask a nutritionist or a dietitian or ask the personal trainer if they have any referrals to a nutritionist or a dietitian, someone that is actually fucking qualified to give out meal plans. That is why I brought on Tanil, because a lot of people were asking for meal plans and nutrition advice, and I brought on a nutritionist to say, hey, I work with this nutritionist who can give amazing advice for what you're after. I didn't just go, yeah, sure, I'll fucking, uh, yeah, go buy a fucking $47 ebook six times over and then be like, oh, cool, there's a vegetarian one, there's this, there's that, and then just give people the ebook and be like, oh, yeah, cool, I'm a personal trainer, I can give you meal plans. No, you can't. Fucking no personal trainer who is just a personal trainer is allowed to give you a meal plan. If they do, you can sue them for a lot of fucking money. There you go. If you want some quick money, go to a personal trainer, ask them for a meal plan. If they say, yep, awesome, cool, take them to court, malpractice. But don't do it to a young one because they probably don't know any better. Eh, might be a good learning experience for them. But anyway. So, focusing on all those negatives, we're obviously going to get a lot of negatives. And if we can have that perception of, I hate saying this, but like, it is what it is. How can we improve on it? Like, we can't change it. It's already done. That situation has already happened. If you've gone over your calories, or if you've done something that feels like it's not perfect, or if you've done something that just feels like shit, it's happened. It's over. It's done. Nothing you do is going to change that. And the one thing I'm going to talk about is when you go over your calories, for the love of fuck, do not over-restrict the next day. If you went over your calories by 250 on that day, you do not need to restrict the next day. I can guarantee you that. Most people, I'm going to say 80% of people, are in a calorie deficit of 500 calories per day. If you go over your calories on that day by 250, oh my god, guess what? You're still in a calorie deficit of 250 calories. So if you go over by 250 calories, you do not need to over-restrict the next day in order to juggle or make up for those calories. A lot of people just don't know how to juggle their calories or adjust their calories appropriately. So it's a lot better to just keep it, for the general populace, to just keep it as simple as fuck and just say, Cool. And that's it. Cool. That happened. Awesome. Was it worth it? Oh, yeah, probably. Fantastic. Cool. Get on with the next day. Don't try and change things up. Don't overcomplicate the fucking system that is. Just keep going on with the next day. Be as consistent as you can. You can be consistently inconsistent and it will fuck you. If you are over 500 calories one day and then under 500 calories the next, being that consistently inconsistent is going to fuck you up more than going over your calories 250 on that particular day and then getting to the next day and being like, you know what? I'm just going to get back to my normal routine. It's a lot easier to do that than try and juggle and guess and educate and alter foods and do everything. We're trying to make it easy on the brain at the end of the day. The body is fine. Body will take care of itself, but we're trying to take care of the brain. Keep it as simple as you possibly can and then fuck decision fatigue out of there. That's what we want. Whew. So if we're always looking for 
going on tangents, left, right, and center. If we're always looking for the negatives, like these small little things that are happening, if we're always looking for the negatives, we're always looking for something to reaffirm that we should take the path of least resistance, which is ultimately be in your comfort zone. The path of least resistance is to do fuck all and not lead a life worth living. If you're just going to sit on the couch and do fuck all and just cruise by until we die and say, yeah, I did the bare minimum and what was expected of me to live. That's not much of a life though, is it? I suppose in that regard, is it even really worth, is it even really living if you're just cruising by in your comfort zone? That's not, that's not living, that's surviving. Big difference. For when the amount of people that I speak to, they go, oh, I'm just in survival mode. Yes, I under, like I 100% understand that term of that, using that term survival mode. I'm just in survival mode. I just have to get through work, get home and get that temporary situations. 100%. Go for it. Get into survival mode, smash that out, get it done. If you're constantly living in survival mode, like I know a lot of people that go, I just have to get through this week and then it'll all be better. And then what happens? They get through the week, the weekend comes, work piles up over the weekend and then they get to next week and they go, oh, it was just so busy. I didn't expect that. It's been the same for 38 weeks now. I just wasn't expecting it. Duh. Got to do something different. Because if we're just cruising by and living in survival mode, nothing's going to change. It is going to be survival mode until you fucking take a step back and stop and change something. Otherwise, if you're just in survival mode and that's just your normal day-to-day work-to-work, find another job, please. Because survival mode is fucking terrible. I lived in it for I don't even know how many years. Not that many compared to a lot of people. And it was fucking awful. Nothing happened there. It was the worst. And people are doing that on the fucking daily, looking at all these small things of negatives, getting into survival mode, and thinking that that's just their normal, to do that for fucking years on end. And then eventually they'll burn out and find a new job and move on and be like, why didn't I do this sooner? Well, hopefully this is the podcast that you're actually listening to and you go, you know what, I need a new job. Because of the amount of people that are willing to hire and overpay for jobs that are most likely the exact same, if not easier than yours. I know way too many people. (laughs) I know way too many people out there that are just leaving their job and they're like, hey, can I get a 5% increase? And they're just like, oh, no, we'll give you a 2% increase. And they go, cool, fantastic. I'm going to go somewhere else that's going to make me have better hours, more flexibility. And uh, yeah, by the way, uh, they're going to pay me 50% higher than what I was on. And the current job goes, oh, no, come back. We'll give you seven. Like, no, that's not how it works anymore. Now people are in demand. Businesses are not in demand anymore. The people that create those businesses and keep them operating are. So you have the power to change literally anything in your life. Focus on the positives. If the negatives are a part of your life and they are just your survival mode state, we've got to fucking change it. If you're continuously focusing on the small things and the little things and they are getting you down, when they happen, as best you can, focus on the small positive things. And let's see if we can have a fucking emotional response in the, posi- in the positive aspect. Because negativity ain't getting us fucking anywhere. We've displayed that, we know that, and nothing's changing. So let's do something different for once in our fucking lives. Sound good? I love it. So, the interesting thing about this is that the... The more hard work, like getting into your comfort zone and then like being in survival mode and all that things of like, hey, focus on the negativity because it's scary. And then that'll cause us to not take action to go to our comfort zone because that's where we're safe. And the fucked up thing about it 
is the more that you spend and the more hard work you put in and the more sacrifice you have and the more shit that we go through, you learn from those and we push ourselves to be the person that we want to be and live the life that we want to live. And when we've gone through the shit, so to speak, like we've been in the trenches, when we do all that stuff, ultimately, life doesn't get easier. We just get stronger. We just get better at handling shit. That's why I'm a lot more, there's a lot more on my plate now compared to four years ago. But four years ago, one thing would go wrong and I'll be like, oh my God, that's a business. That's it. I'm never going to fucking like, what's, what's his name? Joe. <laughs> fucking, I don't know. I can't remember his name. Joe from the fucking Tiger King. He's just like, I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> that was me. After one client was like, hey, can I get the uh, four weeks of $150 refunded? And I'd be like, oh my God. Oh my God, I can't afford dinner this week. And now if I don't make that in like an hour, I'm like, what the fuck happened? What went wrong? So it's, it's a bit of a difference now. There's a lot more on my plate, a lot more I should be stressed about, and a lot more that I should be freaking the fuck out about. But because I've gone through all that stuff in the past and I've worked through it, I know how to manage all of that. And now it's just a, okay, it'll be fine. We'll get through it. It's all good. That's it. So I've become a lot stronger and I've adapted to a lot of the stimulus that I've provided it. So now the easier path for me is to do the bare minimum, which was four years ago, 400% my max. So if we went back four years and I said, hey, what's your capacity? And I said, absolute max, I could do this. And I went, fantastic. You're going to do 400% more than that. And oddly enough, you're going to be less stressed about it. That's what it feels like, honestly. The, easy, the stronger that we get and the more shit that we go through, the easier path of the easier the path of most resistance becomes. Now, I'm not saying you have to live in survival state. I'm not saying you have to push yourself every single day. Like there's days where I sit on the couch and eat pizza and do fuck all and just play D&D and take an entire day to fucking creative write. Because I want to. Because I feel that's what my brain and body needs. You don't have to push every single day. This isn't fucking toxic hustle culture over here that I'm promoting. I'm talking about getting out of your comfort zone, stop focusing on the negative so that you fall back into your comfort zone and actually fucking do something positive that you want to do and take control of your life for once. We can do that. We have the power to do that. The world has shown us that we are in position to be able to do that. And the one thing that fucking shits me while I remember, <laughs> the one thing that shits me, like that's why so many people who have shit lives, who haven't really accomplished anything, will always blame an external source for something. And I know that it, uh, again, extenuating circumstances, yada, 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 all that fun shit. But it's typically those who are doing shit in life who are going to shit on the people that are above them who are successful to be like, oh yeah, but, you know, what happened for me was now people look at me and go, oh yeah, it's easy for you to get to the gym and eat healthy. You're a personal trainer. Like, no, motherfucker. I was more broken than 95% of the clients that I'm taking on. I just learned to use it all as fuel to push me forward instead of using it as an excuse to remain mediocre or below mediocre, I should say. None of who I am today was because it was fucking fed to me. It was just like, hey, have a personal training job. Hey, this is how you eat healthy. Hey, none of that was really taught to me. Six months at uni to become a personal trainer, essentially... This is how you use most of the machines. This is how you program people that want to do this. That's it. Like the credentials to become a personal trainer these days are fucking horrendous. It's beyond easy. All you have to do is particularly online courses. You just go there and you just go, what is these muscles? What are these muscles? Oh, they're probably this. Cool. 
Now take a video of you training a friend and send it in. Cool, done, fantastic, congratulations, you're a personal trainer. And that's it. It's fucking horrendous. That's why most personal trainers are not succeeding. I think it's something like 2% of personal trainers actually sustain or remain in their job that they're in past 12 months. Something like that. And then 1% of those people maintain their job and business for five years. And then 1% of those people actually create a job worth living and they don't just fucking, you know, they create a brand and a business. They don't actually just cruise by and have purchased themselves a very expensive hobby. Anywho, I used all the negatives to create a positive, is essentially what I'm saying. And now it's at the point in my life where I can just focus on all the small positives and they get me through the day, regardless of however many negatives that there are. It doesn't matter. Because I know I've got all these positives. And I take emotional responses, yeah, every now and then. But I try not to let that shit get to me because I know at the end of the day, none of it's really going to matter anyway. You went over your calories, who gives a fuck? You haven't lost weight for four weeks, who gives a fuck? It's important to be like, okay, this is not the ideal situation for me. This is not moving in the direction that I want it to be moving in. So what the fuck am I going to do about it? Instead of, here's why it's not working. And then leaving it there. It's, here's why it's not working. Okay, cool. So now that I know that that's the thing that is like why it's not working, I'm going to address that and I'm going to change that. And I'm going to work on it. Go for another X amount of time, come back, review, analyze. Cool. It's moving in the direction we want or it's not moving in the direction we want. Why not? As long as you're doing something. Because I know that there's a lot of things that just happen. Like it's fucking hilarious. Like now it is hilarious looking at this story, but particularly when my depression was really bad and it would it's manic depression, which is always fun. Incredibly high highs and then incredibly low lows. It would get to the point, and this is fucking hilarious now, but at the time it wasn't. Dropped a spoon. I was getting peanut butter out of the thing, and I don't know why I was using a spoon. I was out of, I was out of knives, that's why. They were on the dishwasher. God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> used a spoon to get the peanut butter out of the thing, and it caught the lip of the jar as it was coming out, and it dropped the peanut butter spoon on the floor. I broke down. <laughs> I fucking lost it. I was kicking doors. I was putting holes in walls and I just sat down on the floor and just clutched my head and cried. About 15 minutes, I reckon. And now looking back, it's like, dude, you dropped a spoon. It's okay. Just pick it up. It doesn't have to be that much. Obviously, it's not that simple when mental health is working against you, but it is one of those things where now I'm fucking Mr. Silver Lining. Something bad happens. I'm like, oh, at least it wasn't this. Oh, at least it could have been that. Oh, what about this? Like everything is positive. It's those small little incremental things of focusing on the positives and then taking action on those positives as opposed to here's this negative thing and then just fucking letting a wrecking ball go in the house and then just being like smash. Cool. Did any of that work? No. Awesome. But you can bet your bottom dollar I'm going to do it again and not question why. So particularly with fucking gym anxiety, just one of those things where it's like, oh, it's easy for you to get to the gym because you're a personal trainer. No. No. I didn't just fucking sit there and be like, oh, and I know it's a little bit different now coming out of the pandemic and getting back to the gym or going to the gym or being out in public spaces. I know that's very different, but there was never really a time for me where I looked at myself and I just went, ah, oh, I have anxiety and three panic attacks a day. And I've lost multiple jobs because of the fucking crippling anxiety panic panic attacks that I have. 
I can't go to the gym. I don't think I ever once said that. I don't think I ever really sat there and went, here's my mental health issues. And this is why I suck. And this is, and I'm going to use that as the thing to say, this is why I'm not going to do something. But I suppose I've always been wired like that. Someone tells me I can't do something. I'm like, I'll fucking show you. And anytime that I would talk to myself like that, it would be like, oh, fuck. All right, let's just see how far we can push it, which is probably why I am where I am. But I didn't really use that like, oh, I have anxiety and three panic attacks a day. I can't go to the gym. No, I said, I'm going to the gym because I have anxiety and three panic attacks a day. I need to learn to get through this shit because what's worse than staying where I am? Nothing. If I was having three panic attacks a day and had anxiety, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, you know what? Um, I actually enjoy this and that's better than me doing something or taking an incredibly small step to healing myself and getting through this. I didn't want to have three panic attacks a day. You're fucking kidding me. No, but of course people don't see the struggle for me to get to where I am today. They just see me fitness genie successful fucking talking about stuff, rather charismatic young guy out here. Um, and that's it. And it's like, well, it's easy for you to say that because you're privileged as fuck. It's like, yeah, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, socioeconomics and all that stuff. Yeah, I am. But in terms of the problem areas that I help people in anxiety, depression, mental health, and like, trying to see results when nothing you've done has ever really worked in the past or getting back into the gym with gym anxiety, like all that shit that I actually help people with. That's the stuff that I've gone through. And that's why I'm fucking amazing at it because I worked through the negatives to turn them into positives instead of saying, Oh, I have this negative thing. Burnt. And there were days back in the, back in the heyday when I was becoming a personal trainer, I was like, no one is going to want to hire a personal trainer who can't look after himself, who has depression and anxiety and can barely step foot in the gym but I still showed up. I still did it. I lost two businesses because I didn't know how to manage myself. But through all of those things, they have taught me how to live, not just fucking survive and get through the day and do a nine to five and come home and sit on the couch and play video games. And then, you know, that used to be my dream. Nine to five, come home, video games with friends. That was it. And now I'm like, oh, well, there's actually so much more to life. So I know how it feels, is what I'm saying. But how I got there and how I sustained to be here is by focusing on the small things in the positive aspect. I don't let the small things in a negative way get me down anymore because it's really just not fucking worth it. If you look at all the things that we worry about in life, none of it matters, really, at the end of the day. So if we can take any small positives from any sort of day, just going through the day and be like, How's your day? Not bad. Like, oh, cool. What was good about it? Oh, got through it. Felt easy. Time went pretty quick. I'm home now. This, that. The weather's good. Like just all these random ass things that are just like, hey, this is why the day's good. And this is why I actually enjoy being alive today. That shit will carry you through almost anything. And I can fucking guarantee you that. So I'm going to sign off here and just say that if you're focusing on the negative, the very, very small negative things, and you're taking action on that, Take a minute, take a beat, just breathe and just keep getting on with your day. And as best we can through these situations, it will start to improve. I can fucking guarantee you that if you start focusing on the positives.